Blog Talk Radio. Go With Angels is more than the title of Mary Brotherton's debut book. It's her wish for you and your loved ones. Join her on her podcast every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time as she talks about angels and messengers from the spirit world. Of course, she'll talk about her book and the inspiration behind it, too. Call 516-418-5651 after 11 on Friday mornings to share your stories about angelic encounters. Good morning, everybody. I'm here. Um, I did have Vince on the line, but he got disconnected. I'm not sure what happened. And I now have Donna on the line. So, Donna, how are you today? I was just getting over a cold, so that was a bummer. It lasted about 10 days. (laughs) Don't they all? Yeah. So, um... I, I know I explained to you right before the show started, but I'm going to explain this to any listeners who might be online and not calling in. Um, I'm not, I say this and then I have psychics tell me you're, you are, that I'm not, I say that I'm not clairvoyant. I haven't perfected my skills yet. I know stuff. I just, I get a sensation of, um, messages usually they're just for me or sometimes they're for other people and um, I do know that the angels speak to me very clearly very um, audibly almost it, it's a it's a sensation but it, to me it feels like I'm hearing them speaking and I can tell the difference in their voices whether it's Jonathan, Michael, Alexander, Harriet, or a multitude of others. In fact, um, I worked 40 years on a book called Go With Angels. And then two weeks after I held the book in my hand, I heard one of my angels say, I want you to write a book about angels for children. And I had no question in my mind that's what was happening. So I started working on the book and Four months later, the book was in my hands, second, my second book, and I had that book in my hand maybe, I don't know, a couple of weeks, three or four weeks. I had started working on someone else's book, helping them, and then I heard, I want you to write a journal for angels, for not just a journal, but it's like a, an introduction so that's what I, I just got that off to the printer yesterday, and I'm really excited about getting it back because it's, it's a how-to, instructional, informational. My cat is on my keyboard. He's just very distracting today. Um, it's, it's like instructions with guides and, and what I call um, leading questions for people to answer. But there's room in it to do your own journal. Um, And that, I mean, this has been within a year. I've done that, plus I've gotten two other books out for other authors. And I, it's like the more I work with the angels, the more I hear them and the more they tell me 
that what they want me to do. And I woke up this morning wondering what am I going to do today because I finished the you know the third book and we'll see if there's more. I, I'm sure there's something else they want me to do because there are more angels besides the ones that I introduced. So Donna, did you have a specific question today? Uh, yes. Um, I wanted to know if I was going to meet my male companion, friend, lover soon or at some point because it's gone on just too long. Um, I I love that question I love that Um, but before I I, and I I I do have an answer I think coming through it kind of it's weird the way it hit me Um, Uh. but have you how what have you been doing to manifest this person in your life well, I'm planning little trips. I'm going to Idaho for a wedding for four days. And then November, I'm going to Cabo San Lucas, Mexico for four nights. And, yeah, just getting out and about. Okay. Well, hmm. there are two angels that come to mind that you can work with specifically. Okay. One is... Sham, Chamuel, it's C-H-A-M-U-E-L, but it's pronounced Chamuel or Chamuel. Okay. This this angel works in the pink light ray, which, as you know, represents love and peace. You can use this light to discover more about God's love for yourself, find inner peace, resolve conflicts, and also to help find and nurture romantic love. He's a very gentle, quiet angel, archangel, who can appear as male or female, almost always carrying a pink rose. So when you start seeing pink roses, Donna, you're going to know that Chamiel's nearby. Oh, nice. Um, What I would suggest you do is set an intention for what you want to manifest, and I can help you with that aspect. Um, Write it down. And I can even give you like a, a, a moon ceremony that you can work with if you wanted to. But there's another okay. angel called Haniel. Her name means Haniel. glory of God. She's called the angel of joy. And whenever you feel, are around someone who feels soothing and graceful, you're going to know that Haniel is nearby. Um, oh, of that it's, pronounced, it's spelled H-A-N-I-E-L. Okay. She typically works. She typically works with spiritual practitioners and psychic people, but she can work with anybody. She's also called the Angel of Romance, and uh, you could probably imagine she's the ruler of Venus and Libra. So she can specifically guide you to manifest a mutually beneficial love relationship. Now, today's Friday, so this is the perfect day to reach out to her. And believe it or not, she's like Taylor Swift. She likes the number 13. So um, right now, I think we're in a, I don't know, I've forgotten what moon phase we're in. But um, when the moon is full, the moon is waxing, building up. And I think we're in a waxing moon. Um, you can reach out to Hanyel. And um, 
if you've got a pencil and paper, I can actually give you a little prayer that works to draw a person into your life. Okay. Or sure. you can come, sure. or you can come back to the show and listen to it. Or, um, but it, just say, "Bless me, Archangel Haniel, and guide me as I call in my true love. Bring this person near and give me a clear sign of when I." Meet the right one. And then this is where you need to say something. You know, you pick a, a symbol or a sign. Um, whenever I see a tiger eye pyramid or whenever I see um, a yellow cat or an orange cat or wh- whatever, you, you're going to, whatever it is, you, you call it up, you and you can do this after, I would suggest you get into meditation and pray a little bit and then say, oh, I want a purple tulip or whatever it happens to be. You're going to find you see those things more and more and more the closer you get to finding this person that you want. And I would, I would highly recommend that you... Sit down with yourself and you write a list of okay. what you okay. what you want in this person. Um, I remember when I met my second husband, my sister, af- after we got married, um, my sister asked me, did you pray for him? I said, well, I pray for him all the time. She said, no, did you pray him into your life? And I said, Jane, no, I didn't. I I just trusted that God was directing me to the right place. And and the way I found my husband was uncanny. Um, Never, never, ever, and we both agreed on this, if we had met in a normal situation, we probably would have never connected. Uh, We probably wouldn't have even said hello. I'm 15 years older than him. He's, oh, wow. He's a weirdo, but so am I. Um, he's, he's, a, he's so intelligent, it scares me sometimes. Had a woman the other day, went to an event, and he went to help me for, for Be Unique, and she was asking me about what we did as an organization, so I was telling her. And um, she looked over and, and looked, you know, she just gazed right at my husband, and she said, so what's he here for? And he said, well, I always come to help her set up and, and tear down the, the booth and let her do her thing. I go fetch food or let her, you know, relieve her if she needs to go to the bathroom or whatever. She said, uh-uh, she brings you along for eye candy. And uh-huh. I, I, was, I was so surprised because I never, I don't think of him that way. I think of him more like brain food. You know, yeah. he, he's very substantial in his in his being. Um, but I would say that if I were to pray for someone to come into my life at this point, uh-huh. I would I would request that they be near vibrating on my level, and you know I, I would want someone who. Um, 
I don't want them to be a, a mirror copy or a, a um, what do you call it, carbon copy of who I am. But I would want somebody who challenges me and makes me laugh. Oh, yeah. That is, I think, is one of the most under um, underrated values in a human. I mean, I've had a man who did not make me laugh. So finding someone who does made all the difference in, in the way I look at life. So you can say uh-huh. things like, I, I want him to be tall or short, blonde, brunette, redhead, black hair, green eyes, purple eyes, whatever you want it to be. You can be very specific. But I think your best option, and I'll give you a story about that in a minute. Your best options are to be specific about characteristics, not physicality. Does that make sense? Yes. My mother uh, was widowed at age 49. And she she was very unhappy for a long time because she she thought she and my father were going to grow old together. Um, he was only 60 when he died. He, she wasn't 49. She was 15. Yeah, wait a minute. He was five years older than her. So whatever the math is. 56. Yeah, she was 56. He was 60. Whew. Um, don't know where the 49 came from. Anyway, um, she started praying. And, you know, manifesting is very similar to prayer. Um, kind of the difference is where you focus. Um, is your focus on what I can do as a co-creator or what I'm going to sit back and let you as my creator do for me? And also it, both of them require faith. Well, my mother didn't know beans about manifesting, so she prayed. And she told me one day that she had this prayer that God would send a man into her life to help her around the house because she was tired of asking her children and grandchildren to change out her fluorescent light bulbs or Uh tighten the screw down. Whatever the problem was, she felt like she needed a man to do that. And within a month where she was working, she was working as a bartender at a Ramada Inn. And the... um, the hotel hired a brand new maintenance man. And my mother and Sid got to be really good friends. And he eventually became her boyfriend of sorts. Well, then, the, the, I guess the newness wore off. But also, uh. Sid, had gotten, Sid had gotten to the point where he... Um, He would come to her house almost every night, and she'd make him dinner. Then they'd sit down and they'd talk for a little bit and watch TV, and then they'd watch the news. And Now, this was long enough ago that they had the um, national anthem at the end of the night. When TV went to sleep, everybody else went to sleep, too. Well, she got tired of waking Sid up and sending him home. So she said, Lord... Thank you for sending Sid to me. He was very helpful. And he got me through a tough time. But 
you know, I want somebody with a little more life in him. Sid's just too old acting for me. I don't know. They might, uh, might have dated maybe two or three years at that point. And, and mm-hmm. when my mother died, Sid came to her funeral. So they were still friends. But um, she prayed for someone who would take her out for dinner or take her out to lunch because Sid never wanted to do that. And mm-hmm. she said, maybe, maybe you can send me somebody who will even go to my church because Sid didn't go to any church. So um, it wasn't long after that, because apparently my mother's prayers are pretty fast acting. Um, she reconnected with a man that she and my father had been couples friends with. Juanita had recently passed away, and so Bill called her up and said, Juanita died about a year ago. And she said, oh, I'm so sorry. She started sending him sympathy cards and anniversary birthday cards or whatever. And then... One day he shows up at church because he knew where she went to church. And um, they went out to lunch afterwards. And next thing you know, he's done all these amazing things around the house for her. She paid for the material, but he remodeled her entire kitchen. And then after a short length of time, they were getting ready to go somewhere. And he grabs my mother And he turns her back to him and hugs her really hard. And he says, hey, hey, old girl, isn't it about time you pay for those kitchen cabinets I built? Oh, my God. She said, said, what do you mean? He said, well, I don't want money. I want to get a little closer to you. And she said, well, hey, old man, how about you find your way to that closest door and get out of here? Because that wasn't the way she wanted her relationship to go. Um, uh-huh. She wanted a little more romance than that. So then yeah. she sat down again and she said, well, Lord, thank you. I got a nice new kitchen out of this and I appreciate it. Because there was never any discussion at any point that she would have to pay Tom for his labor. She thought he was doing it as a friend. So um, she said, I just want a male companion. Now, this is why I'm telling you to be very, very cautious when you say male companion. I want a male companion who will go with me out to eat, go with me to church if I ask him, not just show up. But he'll be content to eat my leftovers, too. I don't have to cook for him, but I can, you know, he'll, he'll just be a good companion. But I, I want him, you know, I want a man. I, I want a, Well, she said, I want a male companion is what she said. Within about, a, I don't know, maybe 24 hours, I think this one worked really fast. My mother met Duke, and the situation with Duke was he was a runaway basset hound. He was male, and he would do all the things that my mother wanted him to do, but he couldn't fix a cabinet. He couldn't change out a light bulb. He'd eat her leftovers very happily. And then Duke's family came and you know collected him a couple of days later. And my mother said, well, Lord, you have sent me everything I've asked for. So I'm going to stop asking. If you want me to have a male companion, you're going to have to just send him to me. I'm I'm not even thinking about this anymore. And at that point, she was probably in her mid-60s, I'm guessing. And she just totally forgot all about it. Well, she was in her 70s when she reconnected with another couple's friend. 
but it was the man, the wife of Virginia had died, and Harold came into her life, and he was already in his 80s. Oh. And I remember sitting. I remember sitting with my mother, and she was still, like I said, in her 70s. Because I remember Harold came to her 75th birthday party, mm-hmm. and they were not married at that point yet. But I remember sitting on the couch with her and talking, and um, she said, "Mary, he's just moving too slow." I said, "Mama, oh. he's 80." How fast do you expect him to move? And before the year was out, we were talking again, and she said, Mary, he's moving really fast. I said, Mama, how fast can he go? He's only 80. Well, before he was 82, they were married. And Oh, my God. Um, it, it was interesting because he lived in Florida. She lived in South Carolina. They Neither one gave up their home. They traveled back and forth to visit each other as long as as often as they could, and um, I, they probably saw each other four to five times a month. And that I mean, uh, that well, I don't know. Maybe it was I don't I don't remember anyway because my mother's been dead fourteen years, ten years. Um. So anyway, the point is. They only lived together as husband and wife one year, and then Harold died. But after that, she didn't ask God for anything. She was like, you've given me everything I've ever asked for and then some. Because Harold, he was better off financially than my father had been. And when um, she drew Social Security from Harold's um, career, she was much more cared for than she would have been otherwise. So she said, well, I guess God did everything he needed to do for me. So just be careful with how you ask this question. You know, what do you want in a man? And if you don't, do you know already what you want? Yes. So the best way to to create this with the angels and with yourself, you know, call on Haniel, call on Shamiel. Interesting, their names are spelled so differently, but they sound just alike. Um, But ask them, and I I would definitely recommend finding a way to get into a pink light experience, whether it's at sunset, which would be a really good time, or get a pink candle or drape a pink scarf over a lamp. Or you could even just wear a pink shirt or a pink scarf or some um, rose quartz, you know, a, a bead uh, bracelet or a necklace or just hold a stone in your hand. Um, I mean, you're, you know enough how to do this. So just get some pink light going and call on the angels and call on your your higher self. Call on Gus, you know, God, universe, spirit, source. Okay. And then instead of, instead of asking, just make a statement. Thank you, Shamiel, Haniel, my higher self, God, universe, spirit, source. I am so grateful to be in this mutually loving, supportive relationship with the man 
who fulfills all of my checklist. Oops, sorry, made some noise. Sorry. It's okay. Um, you know, you you just have to have faith in your abilities. Don't be afraid to go after what you want. Uriel is another powerful angel um, who helps you manifest. He's um, known as the Archangel of Salvation. He's in charge of the month of July. Jewish tradition calls him the Angel of Sundays. Now, if you are ever in a situation um, and you just feel a, like a gentle breeze, could be a stronger wind too, but usually he comes on a gentle breeze. Just a way of him saying, hey, I'm here. Um, he's, I think he's called the thunder of God. I, I've got to look that one up again. Um, I know that you can find him in the thunder and the lightning. And he typically comes to help people in natural disasters. The, uh, called the angel, the light of God. And, um, the one way that you can know if he's around is if you see the number one, one, one. That's I see that all the time. Just the one, 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 not eleven, eleven. One, one, one. I see. Then that means Uriel's been trying to get your attention. He wants to work with you. Okay. And he, he's real good at helping you manifest your desires. Oh, good. Um, the Archangel Ragel, I always want to spell it, pronounce it the way it looks. It's R-A-G-U-E-L, but it's pronounced Ragel. Can actually help you step into your power as a creator being. Using your sacral chakra to manifest and create your reality. And if your reality includes... A male companion, a man rather than a puppy dog, um, then that's the reality that he can help you create. Ragel is also another one that it possesses equal feminine and masculine energies. Um, very, very good to help out with uh, disagreements. And another angel that is interesting, this book, this last book that I wrote is called The Journey with Angels. It's about connecting with a lot of different angels, but there are only a handful of them that work specifically to help you manifest. And one of those is Archangel Aurora, and she works through your heart chakra and your crown chakra. Now, do you happen to be born uh, under the sign of Aries or Taurus? Yes, I'm a Taurus. Okay. Well, Aurora is real close to people who are Taurus. So she'll work with you with the numbers 0, 1, 2, and 3. But because you're seeing the 1, 1, 1, She's already working with you and the fact that you're a Taurus. And her, her speciality is fresh starts, new beginnings, personal growth, and amazing opportunities. So that's, 
that tells me that, you know, you, you called in here today on the perfect day to talk about this. And she's, she's real determined to help you connect with your internal wisdom and help you manifest the life you want to live. There are two more angels that are real big on manifesting with humans. One is Raziel. Um, he's been associated with the sacred scrolls of wisdom and secrets of the universe. He's also the patron of lawyers and anybody who enforces any kind of law. That could be a mother or a big sister, you know, anybody who's in, in a, an enforcer. One, uh, he's got three numbers that he rules over and one of them is 11. So I'm, I'm telling you, it's like all these angels are like boom, boom, boom in, in here for you. Raziel also works with 22 and 33, but that 11 is like, wow. Um, so when, when you, if you don't remember the specific names of the angels, just say, Archangels, I know you're here. I see 111. And I know that that's one angel. And I know that number 11 is another angel. I know that number one is another one. Thank you for, for letting me know that you're here. Um, he's real good to help you find clarity and also helping you manifest different things in your life. And then the final one that I was going to talk about is Angel Archangel Sandalphon. He protects nature and um, is ready to help you manifest your goals to achieve your dreams. You can ask for power and enlightenment from Sandalphon acknowledge his incredible support. Now, Sandalphon was born as the human Elijah. He's the twin to Metatron. Have you heard of, I'm sure you've heard of Metatron, right? Well, Metatron and Sandalphon were twin brothers and they both ascended into heaven as humans, I mean, as angels. So they both have a very strong love for humanity. So you can ask Sandalphon for guidance to help you manifest your dreams and pursue that life that you've always wanted. Take a step and ask Sandalphon, am I going in the right direction? So I'm 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 feeling that you're going to be surprised by this some person you're going to meet on one of your trips. You said you're going to Cabo San Lucas? Donna, did you mute me? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't want you to hear the noise. Uh, Yes, I'm going to Cabo November 12th. And the other place you said you're going is Utah? Idaho. Idaho. Boise. I'm I'm sensing Cabo is where you're going to meet somebody that's going to be very special to you. Oh, good. Now, are you going there by yourself or with a group or what? No, I invited a friend. Okay. My brother got me to the um, Ocean View Balcony Room, and he paid for airfare and everything for me. Nice, brother. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. I have four brothers. I'll trade all four of them for yours. <laughs> yeah, no, my 
partner has a home in Hawaii, and he invites me there, and he pays for everything. So they're nice brothers, man. That's <laughs> really, really cool. Because uh, yeah. my my brothers are the ones with their hands out asking me for help. Oh, funny. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Interesting. So, but no, as soon as you first said Cabo earlier, I thought, oh, yeah, that's where she's going to meet him. And I, I, yeah. you have to also, you, you need to probably be specific in your request. I, I highly recommend you write it down and, and work on it until you are absolutely certain it's positive. It's all in the present tense. And it states everything you're looking for. Um, but also, don't put a time frame on when he's coming into your life. But you might want to put a time frame on how long he stays in your life. Uh-huh. Because you don't want this to just be somebody. You don't want to just meet somebody who's fascinating and fabulous at Cabo. And you're there for a week. And then you both go your separate ways and you never see him again. Oh. No. So you want, you know, and whether you meet him there or somewhere else, but I'm I'm just getting a strong sensation that there's some connection to Cabo that's going to get you where what you're looking for. Oh, good. Yeah, and the girl I'm going with is very outgoing. So good. good. Well, the yeah. um, the the reason I say be very very specific is is based on my reality when my husband and I were finally ready to buy a house we had rented for 15 years and we could just never agree on the timing or the location a lot of lot of things kept getting in the way we wanted to buy a house but just didn't and we realized now the reason we didn't was because by not owning a home we were free when my mother needed us to step in and help her until she passed on. Oh, how lovely. So then we then we came back to Florida and continued renting and time came for us to buy a house. I wrote down specifically what I wanted. I oh, said, wow. Oh, yes. I said thank you for the house near a wildlife preserve so I can see animals and birds and um, butterflies and bees and hummingbirds. I, I want to be near, I want to be able to have a, um, like a butterfly garden. I said, thank you for the swimming pool and the three-car garage and the, um, the house with enough rooms that Curtis and I each have an office apiece instead of having to share one table. And I was extremely, extremely specific with what I wanted. And I, the one thing that I said was, I want to make sure that the previous owners were in love. Because I wanted that, I wanted the home to have absorbed that sensation, not just of loving couple, but of having been in love. Because there is a difference. And we were fortunate enough to meet the couple before we actually bought the house. And <clears throat> they were just adorable. They were an older couple, but they were like like a young couple in love. They were just un- unmistakably in love. And 
The house did not have the swimming pool, but it does now. Oh, it did not. We put one in. It took us four years, but we we did it ourselves. I I took pictures. My husband did all the hard work. Um, I've I've done a little bit of the work, but very little, because he just he just knows how to work by himself. And we didn't have it was a two car garage, but he built a third like a workshop with where he parks another car in there. So everything that I asked for, I got, including the wildlife preserve, which we actually have. At the back of the house, we have a little creek that runs behind us and about 10 other neighbors. And there is there are alligators and fish and turtles and birds like nobody's business. I've created my butterfly garden. And it's just, it's everything I've ever, ever asked for. And, you know, you, you be very specific, but also be willing to go, oh, well, this doesn't have three-car garage. Well, I guess two will do. And we get the, the, you know, things happen that we could afford to get the third garage later. And, you know, we didn't have a swimming pool. Well, there are worse things in the world than not having a swimming pool. And I'm I'm grateful. I It's not heated, so I can't say that I go in it every day. But um, now that it's complete, I if I don't go in the pool every day, I walk around it and just I I absorb the water sensation from that way. And it's just a, a great sense of satisfaction knowing that my husband built it. So I hope I answered all your questions. Very nice. Yes, thank you. I enjoyed your story. You're so welcome. Everything. Thank you so I much. Got, I, oh, you are so very welcome. And, you know, I by by you asking the question that you asked, I was able to do what I had prepared to talk about today was how the oh. angels can help you manifest. I, I just yeah. wove, wove them into the story of how we were discussing everything. And, yeah. Um, Wonderful. I'm going to do what you said to do, too. I'll, I'll keep you posted you when I need them in Chicago. I can't, I I am so excited to hear all about him because you're right, it's time. And I will tell you this much, um, you know, I was, I was married for 25 years and I got a divorce. Um, it was a weird situation. Um, I had been praying. I was a contemplative prayer. Basically it was like meditation but I invited God into the meditation specifically. And every day for two years, as I'm coming out of this pose of, of meditation, I would hear as clear as a bell, Mary, if you want to live, leave. Well, my ex-husband did not ever, ever strike me. I remember going to bed one time asking for him to hit me, praying that he would hit me. Because if he hit me, then I would have a mark to show how much he hurt me. The man was a psychological and emotional abuser. He was a gaslighter. He he was just very 
hard to from it was hard for me to be the me that I am. He would have poo-pooed this podcast and I can't tell you how many people have said that I helped them. And all I all I do is I sit here and I talk and I tell my truth. And if that can help somebody, then I'm grateful. Um, he told me once that my writing was a nice hobby, that I should not pursue it. Well, I now have three books about angels done. I have two books that I helped other writers do that just, they, they give me so much joy. And I take their books when I go to a book event and I sign them and sell them and you know, I give them their portion of the money and it makes me, it gives me joy. And the books I think give everybody joy. Um, if anybody wants to see what I've been doing with them, just go to beunique.org and because the books are right there on the front page. The last one I am so very proud of this journal. It, it's not quite a total journal like you think of just a bunch of lines, but there are, there are a bunch of lines in the pages. There's like 30, Thirty-three, thirty-three, thirty or thirty-three pages of um, just blank pages to write on, and there are about twenty-five or twenty-six pages where you have questions that you can answer on the page. And um, but everything else is information, just like what I gave you today about Haniel and Shamiel and Raziel um, and Sandalphon. These particular angels that are good for certain things because just like us angels have missions they come here with and part of their mission is to help us but they have their own missions and they have things that they're supposed to work on everybody doesn't there's one angel called Azrael and Azrael is called the angel of death but he's not the grim reaper like you might think he is Azrael is the angel that, um, well, there's several that do this, but escort unborn babies back to heaven. But one of Azrael's duties is to help people cross over when they're at the end of their life. Because I've understood this from other people I've heard, and I've done a lot of research into it with Azrael. When you've lived, I don't know, 40, 50, 60, 80 years as a human. And I got another story I can tell you about that too. Um, but you know, you've lived a long time as a human. It's hard to let go of that humanness and become a spirit. People don't know how my father remained on earth in a spirit form. My family all knew we were all, there were eight of us, um, brothers and sisters. We were all in tune when daddy was around and my, my husband picked up on him real quick. Um, he's, he was one of those spirits that wants to be noticed because in life, my father was the center stage class clown. He was always like that in life. So it makes sense. He'd be like that in, in death, but he would come around and come around and, and just hang out with us. And, and we all thought he was there watching over mama because he mostly stayed near her home. But sometimes he'd come visit us wherever we were. Um, my youngest son moved into my mother's house. Um, I inherited it after she died. My One of my younger brothers now owns the house. He lives there and he's renovating it. 
which is for the house. But um, my youngest son moved into that house after I moved back to Florida because we didn't want the house to just be vacant. And he stayed there and he took care of it. And one day he called me and he said, Mom, I just had a conversation with Pops. I said, Matt, did you even know Pops? He goes, well, no. I was like a year old, I think, when he died. I don't remember him, but I know him. I said, I I get that. He said, "Um, he just stopped by to tell me that he's not ever going to visit this house anymore. I said, did he say why? He said, oh, yes. He said, because I'm with my sweetheart now. Now, this was probably three years after my mother had died. So it took her that time to transition over. And once she transitioned and my father, he just transitioned on over with her. But Azrael is an angel that helps people make that decision. And he also helps those of us that are left behind mourning and grieving. So that's what my book's all about is these angels and what their missions are on earth and how they can help us um, live our missions. So um, that's kind of the end of the show today, Donna. I'm glad you're here. I don't know what happened to Vince. Maybe when he asked me, can I give him an angel reading? And I said, well, I can try. I said, I can't do it always. But I noticed he disconnected as soon as I started the show and I said what I did about how I'm claircognizant, not clairvoyant, that I, I don't do readings per se, but I have knowledge. And um, The power of the phone could have gone out. Any, any number of things could have happened. He's up in New yeah. York and um, he could have been on a work break and had to hang up and go back to work, but... It was it was just interesting that it was just you and me, and I really enjoyed having it be just you and me. Ew, today. I'm so grateful I got to talk to you like this. You've been very uh, enlightening. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. And now, when do you start your journeys? You're going to Boise when? October 18th, October 18th to Idaho and November 12th to Cabo. Okay, excellent. I will be thinking of you, and I'm going to ask all these lovely romance angels to shower their pink light ray over you and keep you in the in the spotlight until you find the guy you need. Thank you so much. I know I know there are a lot of people who say I don't need a man. A lot of women, especially. You know, I'm very. My younger son is very content to be alone. He doesn't want to have a life partner. He's happy being his own life partner. Um, I like having my husband around. I really do. Um, I've uh-huh. always joked that if something happened with my second marriage, I would have a, a cloister um, society for widows, divorcees, and, and spinsters, basically. And I was going to call it the sisterhood of the traveling chocolate. But um, oh, yeah, I think the traveling just came out just now because I think we should travel as as a bunch of old ladies, we should just get together and just travel all around and uh, wreak havoc yeah. on the world. But anyway, that's um, that's a story for a whole other time. I think I've told several of my little stories today 
I always go off on tangents, but I feel like they are pertinent to the the message. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, I can't yeah, wait I- to hear from you. Thank you. You have a wonderful weekend and have safe travels. Go with God. Drive and fly with angels and um, can't wait to hear from you sometime You know, after uh, the end of November, early December, what happened. Now, if you get caught up in, in a whirlwind of love and, you know, you just can't come down to earth for a while, I, I will understand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Donna, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Be Unique Radio. Oh, wrong button. There we go. Nope, that's still the wrong button. <laughs> I'm having a really good time here hitting all the wrong buttons today. I scrolled all the way down. I was thinking I was doing a manifest show, and I was, but I was manifesting with angels. So here's the correct. Thanks for listening to Go With Angels with Mary Brotherton. If you want to order a copy of Go With Angels, just reach out to Mary at BeUnique.org for details. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. And be sure to tune in every Friday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time for more stories about angelic encounters. Follow Be Unique Radio on Blog Talk Radio so you don't miss a single episode.